the world has changed. Oh no. I feel it in the water. Oh. I feel it in the earth. <laughs> I smell it in the air. Uh huh. That once was is now forgot. For none now live who remember it. That's actually <laughs> not true. <laughs> There go some of our listeners. <laughs> <laughs> it is actually not true because she's literally talking. It's Galadriel. Yeah, so she's she literally she there. Well, <laughs> welcome to I Can Spider for you. Mm-hmm. Hello, hello, everybody. My name is Catherine, and I'm Carmen. And this is a podcast where we talk about you know different issues every week or every two weeks actually, and we politicize things. We Get into the nitty gritty, and uh, sometimes, oh, sometimes we talk about <laughs> our truest, deepest passions. <laughs> uh-huh. And if you hadn't guessed, if you don't know, if you have no idea what the fuck that opening was, buckle up, baby, <laughs> because we're talking about the Lord of the Goddamn Rings. Oh, my so one good. true love, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. my one truest love. Love. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so how are we going to start this out, Carmen? I don't know. It's so hard because I'm even thinking, like, how do we start the conversation about our love of the Lord of the Rings? And I yeah. just feel like we're just going to go for, like, 10 hours just we about honestly, our love. like, we were doing notes, um, or I was doing notes earlier today and, like, uh, doing a little bit of research into certain things. And all I could think was, like, this point I could talk about with Carmen for an hour. This point I could talk about <laughs> with Carmen for an hour. This will be an hour. You know when we say, for our dear listeners who um, listened to us before, we'll say, like, we're going to do a mini episode. We have never, never done a mini episode. They have always been minimum, bare minimum, 45 minutes. <laughs> like, anywhere from that to an hour and a half. We don't know how to be concise. No. And no. about the Lord of the, the Rings. It's just not possible. Not so even possible. This is going to be a two-parter. Probably. And who's, who's, who's to say? We're saying two-parter now. If it's three, because we've gone on for four hours. <laughs> well, such well, is life. such is life. Okay. So um, why don't we start by talking about our journey into the Lord of the Rings? Like, how did it start? How did you get there? What happened for you? Okay. I have a very distinct memory of the first time I saw the Lord of the Rings. So uh, Carmen and I were born in like uh, 1990. I don't know why I could think about that. Well, who knows? (laughs) We were born in 1991 and the Lord of the Rings came out in 2001. Mm -hmm. So we were about like 10 years old. I remember my first introduction to it. Beyond The Hobbit, because I guess The Hobbit almost doesn't count. I feel like every single Mm -hmm. child has read The Hobbit or had it read to them or knows of The Hobbit. Right. And often I feel like children under 10 might not necessarily connect The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings. Right. That's fair. But my first introduction to Lord of the Rings was going to see the movie. And I remember my mother and I arrived like a little bit late. Like we arrived in the introduction when the ring, you know the scene where the ring is up in the air and it's just like flipping around and she's saying, into this ring, he pulls yeah. cruelty, his malice, blah, right. blah, blah. That's when we got into the theater and that's when we sat down and then I saw the Lord of the Rings and I don't know what happened because I've noticed with myself over the years, I've been involved in many, many different fandoms and oh baby, could I do a dissertation on fandom stuff? Like I put the hours in. Give me my PhD. You should truly just do it. Just do but, it and then submit <clears throat> it and be like, where's my PhD? Because, yeah, so I know absolutely everything about fandoms and I know about how I get into fandoms, which is like, I'll watch something, it'll burrow into my brain 
And then I'll just slowly over like a couple weeks, months, it'll like build and build until it's like a full blown mm. obsession. Mm. And that was, I think, one of the first ones that happened to me with uh, as a child. The very first one, of course, right. being Harry Goddamn Potter. Which we have done an episode Check on. Check out our beautiful Harry Potter episodes. But um, with Lord of the Rings, I just like built and built and built. And then I remember watching, I got the extended edition DVDs, I think, for Christmas. Ooh. Um, and it will burn me up inside to the day I die. But I got the extended edition that wasn't the big box set with mm-hmm. the Argonaut with the guys with their arms holding out. Right. I have the box set version with the two towers with the Smeagol and with the, we're already getting into the weeds, with the Smeagol <laughs> and it's with the uh, Minas Tirith box. Um, I have those. If you know what I'm talking about, good for you. If everyone else is like, off. Um, <laughs> we but, don't care. We don't care. Um, but I got the extended edition, uh, Fellowship of the Ring, and I'm telling you something real. I watch those movies every day. I watched The Fellowship of the Ring every day. <laughs> I watched it every day. I watched The Two Towers and The Fellowship every day once I got it in 2002 when it came out. I watched all three of them every day. I'm talking 13 hours of film. <laughs> I watched them every day. And I, my, my family were like, what the fuck? <laughs> they would open the door of my bedroom to see me watching The Lord of the Ring DVD. Watching it. Um, regular watching with commentary and then the other commentary and then the other commentary and doing marathons with just the commentaries and doing marathons that I called super marathons, which were me. Wow. I was a loser. Me (laughs) watching all three of the extended editions Uh together next day, me watching all of them with the cast commentary next day, me watching all of them with the director's commentary and so on and so forth. And then watching all of the special features from the beginning to the end. I watched it so much yeah i have said many a time i could easily mount a one-woman show where the lord of the rings is playing and there's no dialogue but i'm doing all of the dialogue because i know it pitch perfect yeah i did that opening just from memory yeah you're I know good it. you're fine it's in my soul yeah and that is my relationship with the lord of the rings it was a very deep obsession in my early teenage years that carried on uh, till now. Now, I haven't watched a marathon of The Lord of the Rings in quite some time, mm. but I don't know if I need to. Because as I said, I watched it every day. Yep. For years. You've paid your dues, Nobody's Catherine. got me beat. No, absolutely when not. When I say, like, uh, like, I've collectively watched those, like, a few hundred times, that is lowballing it beyond 100%, belief. 100%. 100%. Thousands. Who knows? Carmen? How about you? Oh, God. Okay. Well, um, <clears throat> I did not watch them every day. So I was, uh, when they first came out, I remember I knew that these movies were coming out and I was really excited. Yeah. But I um, am weird and anal about very strange things. Like, for example, my rule that I need to listen to a podcast from start to finish, oh like first God. episode onward. I never understood it. Yeah. It's very strange. I don't like to skip episodes. But anyway, much like that, I was like, I must read the books first. <laughs> Which means that grade four, 10-year-old, nine to 10-year-old Carmen yes. was reading The Lord of the Rings, which is like way in total over a thousand pages yeah. that I am reading. Quite a lot. And it's, I must say that this is one of the few series where the movie is better than the books. Yo, 
I mean, we'll get into yeah, it. Yeah, but <clears throat> anyway, it took me a while to finish the books because mm-hmm. I was a 10-year-old reading The Lord of the Rings. Fair enough. Um... And then when I finally finished it, the movie had already come out for a bit, Mm -hmm. but we got to go to the movie theater and watch it. Um, I watched it, uh, actually, the first time I watched it, I watched it with my friend Emily. Oh! And she had no interest in watching it. And I I just, yeah, I distinctly remember her just like playing with her gummy bears. (laughs) While we were were watching it. We were children. We were children. Like, why were we doing this? Anyway, so shout out to Emily. Because that's what I remember about the first time watching The Fellowship of the Ring. Mm-hmm. So um, I liked it so much that I watched it two more times, which then further solidified my rule that for me to like, for me to have like a top favorite movie, yeah. I must be able to watch it three times in theaters. Oh. And Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Ring ended up being that movie that I it watched oh, three so times in theaters. Like I just like conned people into taking me like my aunt was like so you haven't seen it before and I was like no no haven't seen it so we went to watch it It was great so yeah so I watched it three times and it brought me so much joy and I just like loved everything about it but especially because it was so much better than the books because the books were a mess the books okay the books are boring as shit because a lot of run-on sentences there's a lot of um describing the leaves that they're walking on the moss, mm-hmm. the individual trees. I don't need that in my life. Yeah. Just tell me the story. But, you know, the books were one of those books where I was reading and I was like, wow, this guy was really trying to write like an epic novel. Yeah. Like you could really feel that he was like, this This must be like long. It must be epic. So, yeah. So that happened and I watched them and then I watched, obviously, the other movies came out and I mm-hmm. watched them and I loved them. My favorite movie was, I think, The Two Towers. Yeah. Um, it was my favorite, and it brought me so much oh, joy. Wow, two towers. Yes. Cool. It brought me endless joy. That's so interesting. And then, um, then we were in middle school, and I was so excited to just like I love the Lord of the Rings. I like those books and the movies. Like we're just they were just nice, comforting things to have because Absolutely. I was escaping the hellhole that was middle school. No, I mean. Uh, everybody's ugly yeah everybody's body is weird yeah it was uh it was a a weird time for me but Mm -hmm. I loved it and then um I also started to like I wanted all things Lord of the Rings so I had I had I got all the like I got all the they had the bookmarks oh with like the rings Mm -hmm. and then I love the rings and then they had um and then I got a bunch of like extra like books with pictures that were just like this is an Uruk-hai. This is blah, blah, blah. So it was like it was fucking weird. Um, and I got a couple of extra books that were just like extra information about like the world of the Lord of the Rings. And yeah. So I was like everything Lord of the Rings was just like phenomenal. Yeah. And so then we got to high school and Gavin and I did not um, <clears throat> outgrow our love for the Lord of the Rings. Now, Absolutely not. No, Catherine watched it all the time and I fully was yeah. just like no. – no, I love this movie. Do we would really? marathon it together we a couple did. of times. Yeah, uh-huh. We watched um, we watched some of the movies with uh, commentary together. Yeah, we did. Wow, I, I remember, that. but it was a cast commentary, the best one. Especially oh, I remember. Because, yeah, yes. Especially because Catherine made me listen to things like um, the guy who played Saruman. I forget his name. Something Isaac. No. No, no, no. Christopher Lee. Yes, Christopher. About erotic. Yeah. Well, yes. he said something, something erotic, and I was like, Catherine, why are you making me listen to this? And yeah, she's like. Uh-huh. This is great. It is good. So, you know, 
these were great times. Um, Yo, remember that time we finished an exam and I was like, oh, I feel like Frodo getting out of Mordor. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, we so we, cool. When we talk about how nerdy we were. We were watching it before we started filming. Today. Like, you <laughs> I mean, started recording, yeah. not filming, recording today. But we're like, <laughs> when we think about the Lord, first of all, it is shocking to me that it, we have been doing this podcast for shocking. over a year. A friend of ours was like, have you done an episode about Lord of the Rings? And we were like, what? <laughs> <laughs> we were just like, how have we no, not? How like, has this so not this, happened? I, I, it blows my mind. But you know mind. what's funny? It's funny because we have so many friends that we've made like in recent years. Yeah. And at least for me, if I told them that I was hardcore obsessed with the Lord of the Rings, they wouldn't necessarily know. Yeah. They yeah. wouldn't know because like we're not. We don't present as nerds. Yeah. Yeah. Well, at least not in we're, that way. We're, um. Women of color. Yeah, exactly. But if we told we're them... We're not, like, not to be mean, but we're not, like, stereotypically nerdy looking. Yeah. We're babes, is what I'm saying. <laughs> um, um, no, but people would never guess, but I was, like, obsessed, obsessed with the Lord of the Rings. To the point where I now have a Lord of the Rings tattoo, which, mm. by the way, we will be posting that picture when sure we will. post this episode, you know, on our social media. It's going to be have a lot of side boob because it's on my ribs, but, you know. You know what? Hey, for the views, girl. Yeah. For why the not? Clicks. Why the, not? Put more side boob in it. I'm demanding extra <laughs> supplies. I'm going to get like a nip in there. It's going to be good. Um, no, we can't post on Instagram. Okay. Not a nip. An areola. I don't even think we can have that. I don't know. Whatever. Well, anyway. I'll get, I'll, I'll serve you up some nip, you guys. I'm going <laughs> to do it. Um, yeah. Oh, My it. Lord of the Rings tattoo I got when I was 18. Yeah. You've had it for a while. And also, Lord and it's of the Rings, beautiful, it's beautiful, by the beautiful. way. It's really nice. Um, also, Lord of the Rings is also a big thing with my family because my mother also loves it. And my sister um, also, she loves it not to the same degree, but because, of course, it was going to be on in the household. My household's a very nerdy household, if mm-hmm. I haven't made that clear. I have a story about how I am uh, the only person on the planet, I believe, who was born a Star Trek fan. Oh, because yes. my mother, when she came home after um, uh, birthing me, uh, getting a C-section, she sat down like a few days after I was born to breastfeed me and watch TV. And the Next Generation theme tune came on. And apparently when the ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba started, <laughs> I detached from the breast and tried to look to the TV because I was like, that's my fucking jam. Like, I was like, yes. So I come from a very nerdy household. Mm. Um, and we will quote Lord of the Rings to this day, like, what a life! I mean, to I'm going to get into some of the quotes later, but like we regularly quote like orcs and urukai, and we also regularly ridiculous, say "full of a took" in my household. Oh, I love that. Literally, my mom will sometimes just shorten to shorten it to being like You're such a fucking took. She will swear, <laughs> or she'll call you just a took. Um, but "full of a took" is like a thing truly in my ideal. Household. Yeah. That's great. See, I, my, I don't think my mother really understood where the fuck <laughs> I was coming from with the Lord of the Rings. She was probably like. Why? Like, she was very impressed that I could read that much Yeah. when I was in grade four. I think that was a thing. But ultimately, I think she was more just like, what in the actual fuck fuck? is is my daughter watching? So, you know, she was just like, whatever about it. 
I did end up subsequently reading the Lord of the Rings trilogy like four times. Mm-hmm. Oh, have you? Yeah, and I realized now that I haven't read it in quite a while. Yeah. And like the older I got, like the more I was able to enjoy it, but also the more I allowed myself to like skip all the nonsense, mm-hmm. so I could just yeah. get to the story, which made it far more enjoyable. Lord of the Rings confession, because I know my sister will listen to this and be like, "You're a liar." I've never read those books. I've read half of the Fellowship of the Ring. So boring. And I started reading it again. I think I was like, as like an 11 year old or something. Yeah. And it was boring as shit and I didn't want to continue. So I never finished it. And then I never really read it. And it's always been a thing where it's like, Catherine, come on now. For some reason, you've read half of the Fellowship. You've read The Hobbit. And you've read all of the appendices. But you haven't read the books? What's wrong with you? And you're such a huge Lord of the Rings fan. I just haven't gotten to it, guys. I'm going to do it now. I'm literally actually genuinely planning on doing it right now. Um, but I have to go to the B&B when it comes and get a to the new movies, copies. Nobody's got me beat in terms of love of those movies. And then in terms of love of the books, like, guys, I read the appendices. I know who Pippin marries off by heart. I yeah. know it's Diamond of Longcleave, you guys. I know this. I read all the wikis. I read everything but the books. <laughs> <laughs> we truly so cannot. Much Lord of the Rings knowledge. We cannot emphasize. I've read some of the Silmarillion and I haven't. Oh, yeah, me too. I think Caitlin got it for me for Christmas or for wow. my birthday or something one year. But I truly, truly cannot emphasize how nerdy we are. Oh, man. Especially when it comes to the Lord of the Rings. We have like hardcore opinions. I mean, oh. if you haven't noticed from our Harry Potter or our Star Wars fucking yeah, we episode. We have hard opinions. We have hard opinions on this shit. Um, but we should probably get into, yes. for those of you who don't know the Lord of the Rings well, some of the some of the info. Some of the info. Okay, so let's see. Let's just start off with what the fuck this series is. Okay, so it is <laughs> written by J.R.R. Tolkien, who is... John Ronald Rule Tolkien, or Rule, R E U E L. What the fuck name is that? John Ronald Rule Tolkien. <laughs> um, he was born in 1892, so really, guys, we're going hard for, for yeah, like yeah. old English people. Um, and he died in 1972, uh-huh. and he was the world's most boring man. <laughs> he, <laughs> he wrote The Lord of the Rings, so he was very creative, but this homie just spent all his time learning languages and making up languages he i can't i wrote it down but i can't find it yeah he, for wrote, anybody? he made up a word for making up languages because that's how much he did it yeah he's a loser um he was friends with c.s lewis and another another problematic human problematic but human and both what i find funny about the friendship friendship between c.s lewis and J.R.L. tolkien is that they both thought each other's work was dog shit <laughs> like, like C.S. Lewis did not, who, by the way, um, Lion, Witch, in the Wardrobe, all those books. Yeah. C.S. Lewis had no respect for, like, The Lord of the Rings, and Tolkien had no respect for, um... Weirdly enough, Lion, Witch, the Wardrobe, both so. considered Christian authors. Both very Christian authors. These are Christian-ass stories, homies. These are Christian stories. So, The Hobbit, which was the first one he published, it was yeah. published in 1937. And oh, then fuck. from Really? Mm-hmm. Then from 1937 to 1939 was the time when he wrote The Lord of the Rings, like the main period. Right. And then The Fellowship was published in 1954 in July. Okay. The Two Towers was published in 1954 in November. Hmm. And then um, The Return of the King was published in 1955 in October. So very short period of time because he had it all done and he wanted to release it as one book. Who the fuck? Because who the fuck would read two, like a thousand no, something pages of it? stupid. 
Dumbass. And then the movies were filmed um, in 1999. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, they were directed by Peter Jackson. And they were filmed from 1999 to 2000, like October 1999 to December 2000. Um, all three films were filmed at once, plus some additional photography later. And then they came out in 2001, 2002, and 2003. Mm. Um, as a child, I had a poster of uh, Orlando Bloom's Legless on my wall. I just thought I should mention it. Anyway, so these books are about a journey. They are about people walking from one place to the other. There's a <laughs> Truly, guy that's it. who got uh, inherited some dope jewelry. Turns out the dope jewelry uh, was owned by an evil eye. And, <laughs> Truly, that's what it is. And an evil man who died, an evil being who died and then became an eye because he couldn't die because his soul was tied to the ring. He basically blah, had blah, a horcrux. Yeah. So he has this one horcrux, right? So he can't die. Can't die. So Frodo inherits it from his junkie uncle Bilbo because Bilbo's a, a ring junkie because when you are in ownership of the ring, it kind of poisons you mm-hmm. and you need it. You're addicted to it. You're like, I love this ring. Crack. I love it. It's a crack rock ring. Um, and so... He inherits the ring. Oh, and also you don't age as fast. Yeah, you don't age as fast. So Frodo, who's a rich kid, leaves the Shire with his gardener, and he meets up with two people, Merry and Pippin, who are also rich kids. Mm-hmm. Pippin is basically the son of the man who's, like, essentially the like the lord of all the Shire. Yeah. And Merry is, like, a lesser lord's son, essentially. Um, and then they go to Rivendell, and they meet up with the future king of Gondor, a prince from a woodland realm, a dwarf lord, a son of, like, a steward of Gondor mm-hmm. and then um, a wizard. And Truly. these are the people who become the Fellowship of the Ring. And it's all rich kids and my goddamn love of my life, Samwise Gamgee. And then they walk and then they walk and then some birds come and then they walk and then they fight <laughs> and then they walk and then someone falls down a hole and they walk and then they run and then they walk and then they stumble and they walk and they fall down and they walk and then they throw a ring into a big pot of fire. Well, a, a lava mountain. And uh, it's over. And that's the Lord of the Rings. <laughs> that's the best. I love it, right? Yeah. Um, and so that's the general plot of the Lord of the Rings. No spoilers. Um, and it's the fucking best. It is it's such a beautiful amazing. story of like emotion and like humanity. It is a story about like people coming together across sort of like different um, races, literal races, not like color races, yeah. but like, I'm a dwarf, I'm an elf, let's be friends. Um, <laughs> Actually, let's not be friends. I mean, we'll get into Legos <laughs> and Um And so that's basically basically the plot of The Lord of the Rings. And what it's about is the journey. Because many people will say, because there are these eagles that come in the, in the story, and the eagles will fly people out of danger on occasion. But the eagles are their own group. And Tolkien had this whole thing where he's like, the eagles are not here to just ferry people from place to place. Although logically, if there was an evil ring and you needed to get somewhere, Truly my the biggest eagles pet peeve. would probably help. But that's yeah. not what the Lord of the Rings is about. It is about the journey. More than any other story, it is about the journey, mm-hmm. not the destination. And it's my truest love. So, one second. Do you want to give them an example of the languages? Oh my god, okay. So let's talk about the languages real quick. Just as proof of that this man is the most boring man man that ever lived. So he created several languages. He created um, Manish languages, which are like there are a variety of ones. There's like Rohiric, and then there's like Gondorian, blah, blah, blah. Um, Common tongue, maybe it's called sometimes. And they're all sort of Celtic-y. It should be noted, by the way, that in the books, everyone just speaks English. 
Yeah. All of every single bit of the language stuff is just for fun. It's not part no, of the no, story. No. I think it's you, for fun. Yeah, you find it he, in the appendices. For fun, created languages. languages. Not one. They are not in the story. They don't matter. It doesn't matter if someone's speaking a different language. Literally, he created these languages for fun. So, there's all the Manish languages. There's um, the Dwarvish language, which is called Kuzdul, which there's a whole bunch of stuff we're going to get into about the dwarves basically being Jewish people. And you can't we'll get, get into that Jewish in part two. <laughs> yeah. And the fact that um, it's a secret language that only they speak. Fuck wow. off. Come on now. And then, okay, here's some real dry shit. So, Go for it. about 1910, he created a primitive Quen- Quendian? What did I write? Quendarin? <laughs> mm-hmm. Who sure. knows? Um, and then there was also common Eldarin, Quenya, and Goldgrin. <laughs> and that one changed, he modified that Elvish language into Noldorin. Got it? Mm-hmm. Right? And then he also added Telerin, Ilkarin, Avarin, and Doriathin, other Elvish languages, all different dialects. I'm so excited. And then later, he got rid of some of those languages, threw uh-huh. them to the wayside, and then Noldorin turned into Sindarin. Uh-huh. And Sindarin and Quenya are the most commonly known Elvish languages. Uh-huh. And I think Sindarin's like high elven and Quenya's low elven or the other way around. Don't really care. Um, <laughs> and it just goes on and on and on. He has all this shit about like syntax and blah, blah, blah. And this is how you spell this. And this is this language. But this wasn't he like a, like a language? Like he was a... He was a language professor. Yeah, he was a philologist or something. Yeah, a philologist. I think that's the right word. Right? He's just an extraordinarily boring man who had some good ideas and like great fantasy. But like... You did this for fun, homie? This was your life? Because Didn't the Lord kids. of the Rings wasn't he busy? was only just like the Lord of the Rings story, but he's just like, I'm going to write those languages. You know, for that group of people we never meet, I'm going to write them a language. And I'll speak it, bitch. Like, very, and people very learn, but you know what? We call ourselves nerds, but there's people who are learning all oh, these languages. People know them by heart. They're elvish experts, okay, who know this. They're like conventions for people who speak elvish. I wouldn't learn any of them. I barely know Klingon. Yeah. <laughs> All I know in Klingon is Slivak, which I think is whore. Anyway. <laughs> it's what Worf calls someone one time. Worf is like, you Slivak. Like, okay. Whoa. He's uh, angry. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the Lord of the Rings. Um, yeah. So about the Lord of the Rings. Mm. You know... Did you know that each movie averaged $970 million in revenue? Whoa! That's just in box office. Box office revenue just for each movie? Yeah. So that doesn't, I, that doesn't include, like, merchandise. That doesn't include, like, anything else. Or like, just, like, additional revenue over the years? No. Wow. That's just in the box office. So almost office. a billion dollars in 2001. Per That's movie. A lot. Per movie. Per movie in 2000 and fucking. They one? could have, like, they could have made, like, this movie, like, the budget could have been 17, okay. whatever, and they still would have, like, at least broken even. I. It's shocking. It's shocking. That is wild. And also, these movies were filmed, like, in New Zealand. I think New Line Cinema was, like, close to going under when yeah, this exactly. was happening. Um, and then. It's filmed in New Zealand by some nobody who's done a couple films. He 
Peter Jackson did like the Frighteners and he did Heavenly Creatures. Those Which are is amazing. Films. Heavenly Creatures is amazing. Um, and also I quite like the Frighteners. And they're all filmed at once, which no one ever does. No. And it's all this cast of people who are like, there are some names that were at the time kind of big. Like, honestly, the biggest name in The Lord of the Rings at the time was probably Sean Astin. Really? Sean Astin and, like, um, Ian yeah. McKellen. Because Ian McKellen's yeah, a Ian McKellen. actor. Yeah. But the thing is, at the time, yeah, he wasn't, like, a big movie Was he star. Magneto yet? No, Magneto was, like, 2004. Okay. Okay, uh, wow, yeah. Or 2002 or something like that. But even then, like... Ian McKellen's probably the most prolific actor, but then mm-hmm. in terms of people people know, Elijah yeah, Wood, really. I guess, yeah, for his child acting stuff. Yeah, Flipper. He was in The Good Son and stuff. Flipper. And then um, Sean Astin was probably the biggest person because the Sean Goonies. Astin was in The Goonies and he was in Rudy. Oh, yeah. Like, who? Orlando Bloom, this was his first movie. Yeah. Viva Mortensen had done movies, but nobody, even now, people barely know who Viva Mortensen is. You know what I mean? We'll get into that in part two. Yeah, anyway. but like, Viva uh, Mortensen, not that big a deal. Kate Blanchett was, I guess, a bigger deal. Yeah, but even then, and not Hugo as Weaving, much. Like these are the movies that made these people big deals. Wait, Hugo Weaving had already done The Matrix, no? I think so. Yeah. So that was two thousand. Yeah, so he was like Matrix. maybe the only one of the only. But when it was filmed, yeah, exactly. No one knew. Yeah. So like for real, it's like the oh, and Christopher Lee is probably the biggest person. Christopher Lee is the yeah. biggest person in the Lord of the Rings at the time of filming. I he would plays Saruman. Um. Yeah. And so, like, who's expecting these movies to do good? No it's one. It's a fantasy series. Fantasy series never do well. And yeah. they also never get acknowledged by the Academy. The Lord of the Rings is one of the only films that was ever acknowledged by, like, mainstream I think in the la- their last movie won 11 Academy Awards. Every single award. Because it was kind of like they were just giving it to all the movies. Yeah. The Lord of the Rings is a magnificent achievement. Um, they also were a magnificent achievement in special effects. Yeah. Um, because of uh, everyone working at Weta Workshop and everything like that and creating all these new methods of like um, there was puppeteering, showing characters and uh, miniatures. Yeah. And also like, well, those are old methods. But the new methods were all the stuff they did with Gollum. Yeah. And creating a character, a CGI character that was actually Motion able capture. to um, interact with people. The motion capture shit was great. Fun fact, a lot of the motion capture stuff wasn't really motion capture as we know it now. So especially with the face animation, it was all hand animated. What? Because they didn't have the technology at the time to do the stuff where they had like the little dots on the face. Oh, shit. So they have to just hand animate Andy Serkis' performance again. That's amazing. Right? So like some also, of the stuff on the body they could do, but the little face things, no. Also, can we just shout out, like a big shout out to Andy Serkis. Oh, he... Andy Serkis. Got him. Got him. He, he is the oh, magnificent. Duffs. It was me. Anyway, he sorry. is the most magnificent. He is the most magnificent. Just like even now with all the movies that he's done, Ulysses Claw. Oh, Ulysses Claw when he has a perfect South African accent. Yeah. <laughs> Carmen's least favorite accent. Really? Oh, speaking of accents, I was going to do my New Zealand accent, but like, let me see if I can do it. Okay, hang on. Okay. <laughs> all right we to workshop we to workshop that's how i get into it we to workshop i find that like with when i try to do accents from accents 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 when i try to do accents <laughs> from like australia i can't do them i end up doing like a new zealand now this is not my best new zealand accent however however i get into it by saying we to workshop because which is I spent ridiculous catherine so much time listening to people from we to workshop talk about models and talk about different things listen my dude if I'm doing an accent, it's going to be a New Zealand one. <laughs> this is actually not even close to my best New Zealand accent. I really got to try. Oh, God, that went horribly British right there. 
Just Ooh, leave it. This is embarrassing. No, 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 no. You such a really good, good one. If I take like 10 minutes, we'll be there, baby. Part two. Part two. Waiter workshop. Waiter workshop. We'll get there. I work at waiter workshop. We'll get there. There we go. We will get there. Um, I'm just thinking about. How's it going? My name's Catherine. That Stop. was pretty good. Catherine? That was great. That's great. Because New Zealand accents sort of crush everything together at the end. You know, it goes up and it crushes all the syllables together at the end. So it's Catherine, it's Carmen, I'm saying. I don't like it. And also they have this sort of um, very particular staccato talking that is like old colonial places where it's kind of a patois. You know what I mean? Yeah. Anyway. That's great. Waiter workshop. Waiter workshop. Spiders. All right. That's ridiculous. Lord. Um, <laughs> oh dear. Yeah. Oh dear. Um, so one of the things that is I'm really funny. I'm not gonna stop. No. <laughs> so one of the things that's really funny is that. Um, so the Lord of the Rings was filmed in New Zealand, mm. and famously, New, New Zealand, Zealand go- got so much press and like tourism. The New Zealand tourism board. I'm just gonna keep going. Go on. How are you going? You go. no Carry on. no. Stop it. What? what? <laughs> Just stop it. Um, what was I saying? Right. So the Lord of the Rings has um, really impacted tourism in New, New Zealand. Zealand tourism. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> um, has impacted a lot of the tourism. And it's really funny because um, it also cr- created a lot of industry while the movies were being filmed because all of the extras were from New Zealand. It was all filmed, like, obviously on location in New Zealand, all over New Zealand. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one of those things that, like, everybody in New Zealand had, like, at least a little bit to do. Like, every other person had something to do with the filming of The Lord of the Rings. Um, and now, because so much of the sets that were made and things like that, like, have been kind of left. Um, intentionally left. Intentionally left for um, tourism. Um, New Zealand makes like they make a lot of money out of tourism like tourism is a pretty big industry in New Zealand so essentially what ended up happening was since they kept all of these um, spaces for tourism and like really played up a lot of the um, Lord of the Rings aspect of going to New Zealand so like Air New Zealand has um, Air New Zealand yes it has some of their safety feature videos and stuff have like people who are in the Lord of the Rings as like ads and whatever. Um, When you get to the airport in New Zealand, they have like a whole ass, like Lord of the Rings. Giant dwarf, I think. And a Smeagol, isn't there? Like there's like, yeah, there's like all these things. So, you know, like they very much play it up because they know that that's why people are going. So per year, New Zealand makes about 33 million just in uh, Lord of the Rings related tourism. Oh man. I mean, that will be us. That will be us one day. Truly. Legit. Maybe next year. Oh my God, let me go. We have to go. Let's go. I want to go so bad. But that flight and my pee problems. Nobody came Diapers. here to listen to you, your pee problems, <laughs> you old woman. Um, I was actually talking to my coworker. I've told you this before. So my coworker's partner is from New Zealand. Mm-hmm. And my coworker's partner does not like the Lord of the Rings, does not care for the Lord of the Rings, and thinks it's ridiculous. Um, and doesn't like that when they mention New Zealand, mm-hmm. you know, people are like, oh, like, you know, Lord of the Rings. And they're like, yeah, I know. Um, much like maybe us. Like, I'm sure, like, if maybe if you're from, like, Nova Scotia, people always mention <laughs> Trailer Park Boys. So you'd probably be like, fuck I mean, off. Do we know anyone like that? I don't know. <laughs> anyway. Um, <clears throat> some extras that we know. Enough Andrew was an extra on Trailer Park Boys. Listen to our Star Wars episode to hear Andrew talk 
about Star Wars and us roast him about Trailer Park Boys. Yeah, it's truly magical. Really. Um, but anyway, so yeah, she so she okay. So my coworker loves the Lord of the Rings, mm-hmm. um, and but they and they go to New Zealand because her partner's family lives in New Zealand. Yeah. But they she has yet to go to any of the tourist related like Lord of the Rings things. Mm-hmm. Because her partner doesn't want to go and nobody in the family wants to go. Because it's a tourist trap for people outside of New Zealand. So everybody in New Zealand's like, I don't need to fucking go to this. So she's never been. I feel if so bad for her. If I was in a relationship her. with someone who was from New Zealand and I was going, and they were like, well, I'm not going with you. I'd be like, see ya yeah. later. I'm Bye, bitch. by myself. What are you talking about? If I'm close to Hobbiton and I don't go, who am I? Yeah. What am I, I suppose? Exactly. That was part of the reason why I was looking into moving to New Zealand for a while because I was like, you know, I'll get to try all the touristy things on the weekends and be a social worker during the week. Everyone would just think you're Maori and be shitty to you, though. Yeah, probably. But I would be working in Maori community. Oh, that'd be nice. Or Mori. Is that what it is? Yeah. Mm. Fun facts. I don't don't like to say it like that because I feel like I sound like I'm trying too hard. Trying a little too hard? Yeah, and I don't want to do it. Listen, it's like if someone were to say... Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, if someone were to say Bang, Bangkok, I'd be like, get the fuck out of here. It's Bangkok. Yeah. <laughs> you know where you're from. Don't pronounce things correctly. <laughs> um, so here's the thing. They did something that I thought was amazing that Peter Jackson did, which like was unheard of, might I add, in those days, is that he had official opening ceremonies um, where they, oh, where they like, remember where they blessed things? Yeah, they do, things. like, yeah, bless things, and often you'd see them, um, like, doing hakas at the beginning of, like, filming or whatever. Not, so, not every shot, but I mean, like, at the beginning no. of the principal photography, they'd yeah. be like, we're gonna do a, whatever. To, just to, like, open up and open the space yeah. and, like, honor the space and honor the people who came mm-hmm. from the space, which yeah. I was, like, which was, like, land acknowledgements before land acknowledgements were cool. True. And then everyone who was, like, Maori was... An or- we'll get into it in part two, Catherine. Okay. Part two. Um, okay, so Catherine. Oh, we should say, we didn't even say part two. Wait, the way we were structuring this is just like our Harry Potter episodes where we gush for an hour and a half and then we roast for an hour and a half. Yeah. Now, what were you going to say, my dear? What I need to know yeah. who your top five characters are. Okay, this so. This is very important. Yeah, very important so. Okay. So, my number one, mm-hmm. The Lord of the Rings. Is Samwise Gamgee. I love Always. Sam. Sam is the hero. Sam is the best character. The unsung Sam hero. Sam is wonderful. Frodo wouldn't have gotten far without Sam. Literally, he says it in the movies because it's true. Mm-hmm. Sam is the best. And he's a working person. He's his gardener. He he's the only working Shilob. class person. He's yeah. the only working class person only in the series. Only working class person. <sighs> Everyone else is fucking rich. He is the representative of the little person. And, um... I love him. And he's sweet, and he's in love with Frodo Baggins, and I love Sam, and I made a promise, Mr. Frodo. A oh! promise. Don't you leave him, Samwise Gamgee. And I don't mean to. Okay. So cute. My second favorite character, I'm going to put it as a tie, because they're brothers, Boromir and Faramir. I love Truly? Boromir. Carmen, I love Boromir. I love him. What? He's such a good character, and he has such great growth. And my, my brother, I mean, my captain, my king, his death scene magic destroys me every time. I love so stressful. Boromir. Because I feel like if Boromir had been given a chance, he would have been able to be like a good, great man. Yeah. And he was already a great man. It's just he had this weakness and he overcame it by the end. Or he didn't overcame it, overcome it, but he recognized it and he yeah. broke out of the spell 
and then he died saving people to redeem himself. And I love Boromir. And mm. I also love Faramir, because Faramir, Faramir is, is badass. wonderful. Faramir is sweet. Faramir is um, a An emotionally great abused child. He's an emotionally abused child. And um, he becomes the steward of Gondor. And I just like the idea of, of Aragorn and Faramir working together. Mm-hmm. That's nice. My third is Gandalf. I love Gandalf. Truly? I love Gandalf. Oh. Gandalf's great. Mm-hmm. Gandalf's great. Gandalf has so many great lines. Gandalf's a straight up bitch. I love him. He's basically um, the Dowager Countess from Downton Abbey. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> he is. He's a bitch, and yeah. I love him. And he just shows up, and he leaves, and he's like, fuck you, I'm out. Like, that's Gandalf. Yeah. My fourth favorite character, because I couldn't pick one. Actually, you know what? I'm switching the order. My fourth favorite character is Smeagol. Huh. Slash Gollum. Because I find him so interesting, yeah, and I very love different choices. quoting him, and um, I love I love everything about Smeagol. I think he's so funny. I think the fact that like people will say that Smeagol's the nice one and Gollum's the evil one, but Smeagol also is actually evil. He murdered someone. Right? He's a bad person. Like the part I have it listed under one of my favorite moments, but one of my favorite parts is like the part where he's like Smeagol promised like that he would protect the, his yeah. master, and he's like Smeagol lied, and. I'm like yeah bitch <laughs> okay and then my fifth favorite character because i couldn't pick a specific one maybe i could have picked Treebeard or something but i'm picking all of the orcs i Catherine, love the orcs truly. and i love the urukai do you know how much my sister and i quote the orcs we're always just like there's a part where one character is like hands off that shiny shirt and he's talking about um the meat shirt yeah yeah but we always say it as shit, my sister and I. Because that's what it sounds like he's yeah. saying. He's like, hands off that shiny shirt. <laughs> so that's what we say a lot. We say that. And we also say, like, I'll rec- I'll regularly say, like, to my cat or something, just being like, I'm going to make a maggot hole in your belly. Or just like, um, the scum tried to knife me. Kill him. Mm. Oh, such good lines. We're like, fear. The city is rank with it. Find the halflings. Find the halflings. Yeah. I do it all the time. The, the part where that one's like, this fellow ain't dead. Carmen. <sighs> Why, Carmen? <laughs> back on the menu, oh, boys. Oh, I, I do like that line. <laughs> <laughs> that line is great. That line is fantastic. It's funny because it's like, are there menus in Mordor? Are there bistros there? Maybe. Like, they go, how does he know what a menu is? How does he know? Like, That's I'd be a surprised good question. if there were menus in regular Lord of the Rings, you know? The tavern, I guess. Prancing Pony? Yeah, there was a Prancing but, Pony. Um, yeah. Looks like meat's back on the menu, boys, but yeah. I love, I love, I love all the orcs. I love all the Urukai. I love them. They're so funny. And I'm trying to find my list anyway. Okay, no, that's it. That's my five. Oh, those are your five? Oh, okay, okay, okay. So I can, I can name these by heart, so it's totally fine. So uh, my number one is not in the movie. But Tom Bombadil, the- Carmen. What? I knew it. <laughs> what? Like the, uh, the rage that I just felt well up in me. <laughs> Carmen, go ahead. I love Tom Bombadil. I cannot believe they did not have him in the movies. But the reason I liked him was because it was like maybe the first introduction in the books of like the fantasticalness of everything. Yeah. Which is probably why I remember him like so sharply because it was also probably one. Sure. It was also probably the one, the first exciting part of the book. Tom Bombadil? Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. So that's kind of why I remember him so fondly. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought he was really cool because he was supposed to be like him and his wife were like um, they were supposed like he has a wife he has this, Lily or something yeah Some dumb name like that. yeah exactly and they're supposed to be like like nature yeah 
which I thought was really cool. And that was also, it's in the extended edition, but um, Merry and Pippin, mm-hmm. and well, the hobbits in general, almost get eaten by a fucking tree. Yeah. So surprise, surprise, the trees are carnivores. You should not be waking. Exactly. Yeah. Carnivores. Yeah. Trees are love, carnivores. I do love the trees. So love, this is this. I love the ants. Exactly. So I love the ants. I just like Tom Bombadil a lot because I thought he was like a really cool character and he was pretty badass. And like, honestly, like all these horribly dark, dreary things were happening and he was like, I'm going to be fine. I'm, I'm a hippie. I live in the woods. He's like, no, I'm fine. Yeah. I'm, I'm protected. I'm. I'm nature, bitch. Yeah, I'm fine. fine. I'm fine. So, I mean, I, I thought that was pretty cool. So he was my favorite. And then after that, it's obviously Sam. Samwise Gamgee. Samwise Gamgee because he was. The only working class one. I hate Frodo. I hate Frodo. Why didn't you, like, 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 hate is such a strong okay, word. Okay, no. So I seriously dislike and am annoyed by Frodo in Frodo's, general. Frodo just has a, he, he falls down a lot, you know? Frodo is useless. He has an inner ear problem, I think. He's useless. Like, he's always falling. And he gets all the credit. True. And it irritates the Yo, shit out of me. Yo, that part at the end when the Mount Doom is exploding and everyone's like, Frodo, Frodo. I'm like, that bitch didn't do shit. shit. And then Sam was, and then he also was just like, the ring is mine. He wasn't going to throw it into, you know what? It's whatever. So Sam, Sam is number two. Mm-hmm. My number three is Eowyn. Ooh, good choice. She is magical and lovely. It falls in love with Aragorn, who's 87, and she's like maybe in her 20s. So like that's if not that. a... That's not a good match, my friend. Um, I love her Mm. because she's badass. And we'll get into our favorite moments very, very shortly. Mm -hmm. um, Because her moment is my favorite moment. Um, And so Eowyn is magical. I also love that she ends up with Faramir. I love Faramir. Beautiful. So then there's her. Mm -hmm. And then there's Treebeard, obviously, because I love the Ents. And Treebeard, like in the books as well, but also in the movies, is just like, why are you so like relax everything is fine everything is gonna get done but then he gets pissed it's magic it takes a long time to say anything in old entish <laughs> so we never say anything unless it is worth taking a long time to say <laughs> exactly i love but hear. then when they get pissed yeah. they single-handedly took down saruman's like Kingdom. The Ents are... The Ents are are unsung heroes. Mm -hmm. They're fucking badass. Funny story, if anybody listened to our dating episode, Uh there was an episode, in that episode I talked about a boy who may or may not have had a a certain obsession with me. He was my first boyfriend. Oh! (laughs) And once to try to get me to date him again, he he drew me a picture of Treebeard. Did he? fucking really it's so good though i still have it somewhere. i've burned that out of my memory wow. i still have it somewhere and it's magical don't i say that it. he's gonna let you know he listens to this well anyway it's a really good painting he's gonna carmen okay i'm announcing carmen's death right now <laughs> this is her obituary she is gone that boy killed her <sighs> please if you're listening please don't do that please <laughs> yeah please don't um, so who was I on? So Aon and then Treebeard. Yeah. And then I think my last one, I don't know. I didn't like Boromir. I love Boromir. I was a huge fan. And maybe this is, um, Catherine's going to say things. And I'm not going to say that she's wrong. But Arwen. Oh, I love Arwen. Okay. Well, just keep it at that. Carmen. <laughs> I just thought of it. I just thought of it. Carmen. 
Uh, anyway, Carmen's obsession with characters who are who have some sort of deep connection to death is just <laughs> um, like we watched that show Umbrella Academy, and yeah. her favorite character was Klaus, Klaus, who can talk to the dead, and she's like, "I love him," and I was like. Yeah, of course you would. And she didn't realize, <laughs> even when watching it, that a character could speak to the dead. Like, Carmen is the one of our group of friends who would have the resurrection stone. Yes, Like, exactly. for Harry Potter. Carmen is obsessed with death, and a woman who has to watch the man she loves die and then turn to dust? <sighs> Your spirit animal, baby! <laughs> I know! Oh, she has such a sad story. But I do love her so much, and she's her. super powerful, and she's just like, fuck you, I'm not leaving with the elves to go to elf heaven. Yeah. I'm staying here with my husband and having children. Yeah. So go fuck yourself. And then her husband dies, as they said that he would, because she doesn't die, but he does. But he's mortal. And uh, she's so sad that she uh, leaves everyone and is like, I'm so sad I am no longer wished to be on this planet. Leaves everyone and turns into the wind. Very, very little mermaid of her. Yeah. That's pretty awful. But, yeah. you know, number five. Um Favorite moments, Catherine. Oh, no. I think we have least favorite as well. Oh, least, least favorite. favorite. <gasps> right. I don't know if I have a top five, okay. but I definitely well, have a few. Because I already, I also have, I, I, here's the thing. I don't hate anyone in the Lord of the Rings. No. Except for one person. I love everybody. So I'm going to go from mildish to Fair. mostish. Okay. Frodo. Frodo's foolish. Frodo falls down a lot. Frodo, ha- Frodo has some sort of inner ear problem, as I said. Uh-huh. He has a sort of like problem with his toe. Uh-huh. He has no balance. He falls over 24-7. He's yep. always holding the ring out like, here, you want it? Like, he's fucking stupid. <laughs> he's basically the box that Sam carries the ring to Mordor with. Yeah. Like, he's, you, if you've replaced Frodo with a box that Sam had to carry. Yeah. What's the difference? What's the difference? Okay. But I love Frodo. He's great. I'm sad when he leaves at the end. Yeah. You know? He's, he's good. He, Frodo's fine. He's foolish. Okay, Haldir. Haldir's boring. Haldir is the him. white bread of Lord of the Rings. He is the elf who's like, the dwarf um, was so loud we could have shot him in the dark. Oh, God, yeah. Like that guy. Um, boring. And he shows up in the two towers and you're like, oh. On a skateboard. No, 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 no that's no, no. like a lot. That's like <laughs> <laughs> I love how we cor- I corrected myself. I was like, wait a minute, no. Um, but <laughs> don't think that Legless has a skateboard. <laughs> which, which honestly, they could have done that. <laughs> Come on now. I mean, he does slide down the thing. Yeah. Like, yeah, I know what you're talking about. But yeah. like, if Legless had a backwards hat and a skateboard, what would be the difference? <laughs> um, we would still watch it. Yeah. Halter's boring. For shit. So of every named character, he's probably the most boring one. Yeah. Okay. Grima Wormtongue <laughs> Sorry, is uh-huh. a character who is so... He's my favorite, actually. Honestly, he's so evil. He's so hilariously evil-looking. I like posted in the a movie. video like, like, a, like a few weeks ago that just me scream laughing watching <laughs> Lord of the Rings because I'm just looking at how greasy, pale, and evil Grima Wormtongue looks. How did Theo <laughs> didn't ever think he was okay who to trust? trust him? He looks like evil personified. He looks like Kylo Ren and Severus Snape had a baby. Like, yeah. he's so horribly evil looking that I laugh every time he's on screen. I'm like knee slapping, just like, this is the best thing I've ever seen. Grima Wormtongue is so funny. And his name is Grima the Wormtongue. So, <laughs> who trusts him? He, for those who don't know, is a character who's evil and he whispers poison secrets into Theoden's ear and turns him into an old man. It's a whole thing. Whatever. Grima Wormtongue is fucking hilarious. No. And then here's the only character in the Lord of the Rings who I'm supposed to dislike, who I actually dislike, and that is 
Denethor, steward of Gondor. <gasps> fuck him. Yo. Even, fuck him. He's a horrible father. He's, He's awful. a shit, horrible leader. He's Looney Tunes insane. And even actually him, who I hate. Actually, because I think he's actually awful and I think he's horrible, has a scene that I love, which is a scene where he's fucking eating chicken and tomatoes and, <laughs> and, <Sorry. laughs> and Pippin is singing, which it's is a, great a beautiful song. scene. It's but so legit, good. anytime I eat chicken with my hands, you know <laughs> I'm being Denethor Stewart of Gondor. Trust me when I say, if I eat a tomato and it spurts a little, <laughs> I did that deliberately to eat like Denethor Stewart of Gondor because it makes me laugh and I think it's so funny. And, um, Side note on things that I do. So when I eat chicken and tomatoes, I'm Denethor. What about swinging doors? That's what I was going to say. Whenever <laughs> I open a, a double door and I like push them open, I am every, every single time pushing them open the way Aragorn does in the two towers. So good. So good. So those are your people? Those are my least favorites. What are you? Okay. My least favorite. Um, I will also start from like people I kind of dislike to people that, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of them is uh, Theoden, because I think he's stupid because he listened to someone like fucking Grima Wormtongue. And like in the books, he's not great. I feel like in the movies, they like try to make you sympathetic towards him and you're like, no. I like Theoden though. I think he's fine. I mean, the part where he's like, like who am I gambling? And the white is behind him. Yeah. Continue though. Anyway, yeah. Not truly that big of a fan Mm -hmm. of him. Uh, So he's not my favorite. Um, and then after that, I, uh, also thoroughly, thoroughly am creeped out by Saruman. Fair. He's a creepy, creepy man. He's nails like, are too long. His, he has the cocaine nails going yeah. on, which like, why? For what reason? Looks like an Afghan dog. Yeah. <laughs> he does. <laughs> I didn't think about that. Yeah. Very disconcerting. Not a fan of him. Mm-hmm. Don't like who he is yeah. at all. Um, <laughs> I just thought of a line he had, but he irritates the shit out of me. The part where he's like, instant the extended edition, of course. But the part where he's talking to Theoden and he's like, what is Rohan but a thatched barn where the children play on the ground with the dogs? <laughs> You're laugh. just like... Like, me and my sister laugh every time. <laughs> it's just fucking ridiculous. <laughs> Who says these things? Anyway. So there's... So those two. And then, um, I don't really have that many that I dislike. Denethor. Yeah. Fuck him. What an asshole. You father of the year. You abu- emotionally abuse your ch- both your children in different ways mm-hmm. their whole lives, Ugh. and then when one and then when both of them one of the your last living son looks like he's about to die, you're like you know what he's not dead yet, but I know he might be. So let me burn him, yeah, and burn myself with him, yeah, just for shits. It's he's pretty well. Why? What's wrong with you? What is wrong with you? <sighs> so there's that. And then my least favorite person is fucking Frodo. Carmen, how could he be the worst? I don't know. He just annoys me in a way that I can't describe. He not that bad. He's no, foolish. every time he mistreats Sam, I'm filled with a rage I He's, cannot explain. He is going through drug uh, issues. He, they are. They do have an abusive relationship. That's true. This is what I mean. It's very irritating. And, and then I'm, Frodo's like, or Sam's just like, you know, Mr. Frodo's nice sometimes. This is the problem. Yeah, it's true. He's his abusive boy. Oh man. Oh man. And I bet you, if you ask Sam, he'd be like, you don't know him like I do. Oh God, he would. <laughs> and he wouldn't ask for a raise. He really wouldn't. And that's why I hate Frodo. It's fair. So irritating and so useless. Well, at the 
end, in the books, he does give Sam his house. Oh, fucking thanks. Yeah, once you're like, I'm, I'm fucking off. Yeah, I guess. And doesn't Sam fuck off with him? No. No, Sam stays, right. Sam, Sam fucks stays. off later after his, like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. So fucking strange. But anyway, mm. irritates the shit out of me. Okay, so let's go to... Um, all right. Favorite I moments? Like favorite moments, and then we'll do favorite couples. Okay. Favorite moments. I have a whole list. <laughs> oh, no. I am the servant of the secret fire, way wielder of the flame of Arnor. Dark file shall not avail you, flame of Undun. This is all from memory, by the way. To be, to be clear, there's nothing. Yeah, I know. I know. Go back to the shadow. <laughs> you shall not pass. That's a good one. That's good. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. So that's one. That's one. Number two are all the Frodo Sam moments. The like, I made a promise, Mister Frodo. Like, oh, those are don't cute. You leave him. Those are adorable. Or like, um, I'm glad to be with you, Samwise Gamgee. Here at the end of all things, or um, Frodo wouldn't have got far without Sam. Or Sam's speech at the end of the Two Towers, where he's like, "What are we holding on to, Sam?" Literally all of Sam yeah. and Frodo's super sweet ass gay moments. Beautiful. Yeah. Um. Okay. Okay. The Ents going to war Ugh. and attacking Saruman's um tower. Perfect. Wonderful. Perfection. When he's like, the ants are going to war. So good. Um, they I could love- have ended that whole war for everyone. Yeah, anyway, really it's fine. Uh, the ants are like walking eagles. Like the eagles yeah. could have helped more. The ants could have helped more, but whatever. Eowyn killing the witch king of Agmar. <sighs> like, no man Men can, can kill, kill me. me. And he's like, die now. And she rips her helmet off and she's just like, I, I am, am no man. man. And stabs him in the face. <gasps> Fun fact. Apparently, the inspiration for that was the fact that Tolkien thought that it would have been cooler in Macbeth if Mac- if Lady Macbeth um, or a female character killed Macbeth. Oh. Or no, not Macbeth. No. Mac- Mac- Whoever the evil, so whoever gets killed by Macbeth, yeah, because you know how Macbeth was a C-section. It's like no man born of woman can kill this guy. Yeah, or yeah, yeah. It is a Macbeth. He thought that when they were saying no man born of woman who could do this, it would have been more interesting if it was a female character mm. than it if it was a C-section. Mm. You know, so that's his like o- o- homage. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. And then um, the Gollum and Smeagol scene where he's, like, going back and forth. All of them are pretty great. That one in particular, where um, he's becoming, coming out of himself, and Smeagol is just, like, fighting off Gollum, the moment in the Two Towers. Right. Shout out specifically to The Hobbit, because the Riddles in the Dark scene in The Hobbit is honestly one of the best scenes in all of the Lord of the Rings stuff. Mm -hmm. Full stop, period, end of story. But it's in a horrible movie. Anyway. (laughs) Um, And then... I also mentioned the, the um, Smeagol promise, Smeagol lied. I love that moment. And then anytime Gandalf has like a sweet speech, you know? Yeah, those are great. Like Gandalf being like, all you have to do is, or, or all you have to decide is what to do with the time that is given to you. Yeah. Or when he's talking to Pippin about death. Yeah. It's like beyond it, you see white shores, dynamite. Yeah. What about you? So obviously my first one is also Eowyn. Oh, Killing the Witch King. Um. My favorite. That's absolutely my favorite moment. Mm-hmm. I remember just a funny story. Uh, once I was with my boyfriend um, at the time, um, and we were. I was getting him. He had never watched the movies. We were. Uh, we were watching it, mm-hmm. and he wanted to make out with me, uh-huh. and I was like, "Wait, no, 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 no!" It was supposed to be like our first kiss because we had never kissed before. Okay. We were watching Lord of the Rings, and I literally put my hand in front of his face, and I was like, "Wait." My favorite scene is coming up. 
And it was... I love you. I love you for that. It was Eowyn. um, Yeah, Killing the Witch King. So that was true And then after that, smooch. Even then, I was just like, wait, I'm busy. Like, I'm just like, I'm watching this movie. So, you know, that was my first favorite. Um, My second is also The Ends Going to War. Beautiful. It's magical. It's perfect. Um, Also, weirdly... Uh, I really enjoy <laughs> not Denethor eating. I love that. But um, Pippin singing. That's good. It's That's good. one of my favorite scenes. Honestly, the tomato splattering is my favorite. But <laughs> go ahead. Yeah, that is so good. Um, I just really like the song, and I love Pippin. And Pippin is like a lovely character, and I think he's he's amazing. He's like an an honorable mention for me. Oh, honorable mention, of course. Actually, before we recorded, we were like discussing um the who movie, who? <laughs> and then I'm like. I'm marrying your Pippin, right? And she was like, yeah. Yeah, of course it is. Um, And what was the other one? I will always love what is now a meme, which is uh, first breakfast. What about second breakfast? Elevensies. Luncheon. Afternoon tea. Dinner. Supper. He knows about them, right? (laughs) Love those. And then, and then, last but not least, Aragorn opening the doors. Ooh. That is a dynamite moment. Two towers. When he, oh, I guess some people might not know, like off the top of their heads, but it's a part where everyone thinks Aragorn's died, dead. and then he shows up and half he dead opens the doors, and it's the best shot in cinema history. Yep, and I worked at Value Village mm-hmm. for a very long time growing up. Yeah, and they had swinging doors, and you best believe that at least once a week, mm-hmm. I would. Enter those swinging doors and be like, I'm Aragorn. Every single time. Every single time. It was great. It was magic. It was amazing. I would mention it many times to my coworkers who were like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> so, you know, such is life. Ooh, okay. Um, so we have favorite couples and then some other stuff I want to mention. That's going to be great. Okay. <laughs> so favorite couples. I'm going to say of the canon couples, of the uh-huh. couples that are actually in the... the, the Movies slash books, Faramir and Eowyn, number one. Of a hundred the fuck percent. Beautiful. Perfect. Mwah. Two badasses. Two badasses together. Two badasses. And like a, an extra badass lady and a sweet man. Perfect. Perfect. Okay. Um, I feel like Mary and Pippin go without saying. Like those homies are gay, right? Yeah, they're a hundred percent. Fucking gay as shit. One. Two. Frodo and Sam. Honestly, basically goes without saying, those two are gay as shit. There was a TBS commercial that was like, I remember distinctly, where it was like that song, like, Secret Lovers, and it was um, Frodo and Sam, like clips of Frodo and Sam, and then that, they were, and that <laughs> Stop was them. It, I'm not kidding. I remember it so distinctly. And it was that was TBS advertising The Lord of the Rings was going to be on. Catherine. That's real. That's not true. That's we need to real. find it. We need to find it. We'll find it. We'll find it. We'll find it. Um, yeah. And then, the final one, okay. I'm going to preface this, all right? I know what John Reese davies looks like, okay? I know what Gimli looks like in those films. Okay. Care, <laughs> I don't care. I ship Legolas and Gimli to the day I die. I love them together. They're so gay. And if you prefer, which I also do, when I think about Legolas and Gimli, uh-huh. I don't really think of John Reese davies and Orlando Bloom. No, <laughs> no, that's no, a wild no. Im- <laughs> it's a wild image. Um, that being said. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs>
horrifying. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> Those two have the gayest storyline of anyone. Okay. Legless and Gimli meet. They're Romeo and Julieting the whole time. They become friends, right? They have all their, like, what about uh, fighting side by side with an elf? Oh, how about fighting side by side with a friend? Like, all their shit's so, like, beautiful really? friendship. Yes. And if it Is was it? just that, sure, beautiful friendship. Talk about heaven, Catherine. These motherfuckers. Because remember, I've read those appendices. You know who's allowed to go to elf heaven? Elves. <laughs> and ring bearers. Yep. You know who's fucking not? Because we haven't discussed elf racism, but elves hate dwarves and dwarves hate elves. And no fucking dwarves are allowed in elf heaven. But guess who goes to elf heaven? <laughs> Gimli. Gimli and Legless, like, cannot be separated to the point where Legless brings him to Elf Heaven with him. And they what? spend the rest of the after book together. What? Yeah, okay, yeah, so after the book, they just travel around together. They both become, like, rulers of their own, like, separate, like, kingdom things, but visit each other all the time. And then they travel around together all the time, just together, being together, men on the road, Brokeback Mountain, and then... <laughs> and then... They build a ship and sail to Elf Heaven together because they cannot be parted. What the fuck am I supposed to think? I don't know. What am I supposed to think? What did straight men think when they saw that? How did they? How did they? Because the thing is, Tolkien even said that, like, um, part of his idea of Legolas and Gimli is just, like, the camaraderie that comes from men, like, in battle together, blah, blah, blah. But uh, I'm saying, you know what? You know what? Real camaraderie came out of battle. It was like, (laughs) it happens in war, right? (laughs) So I'm just saying, Legolas and Gimli are in love. Yep. As we'll get to later, the internet agrees with me. But Legolas and Gimli are gay. That's it. That's just that's the, it. That's Literally, it. the Lord of the Rings is their first date, and then after the Lord of the Rings is when they fall in love together and travel the True. world, and then go to heaven together. Yeah, dwarves have their own heaven. Yep. What? And I know. Okay, so I'm sure some Lord of the Rings nerd could correct me and be like, you know, actually, it's, uh, not, it's heaven. not a heaven, and actually, technically, um, you beyond the, the lands in the west are technically a place. <laughs> They're not supposed to be a metaphysical. He went to Elf Heaven, bitches. You can suck my nuts. He went to Elf Heaven with his man. Suck my nuts. So, just saying. <laughs> what about your favorite couples? Kevin? Okay, so obviously I already talked about Arwen and Aragorn. Yes, Because beautiful. it's tragic, but also beautiful. Beautiful. She's also like, fuck you, dad, I'm not going to heaven. So, I kind of like that. Yeah, true. And she ends up with a non-elf. Yeah. So. Progressive. Progressive. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really love them together. I also am such a fan of Eowyn and Faramir. I was so happy when they got together. I was like, thank God. I thought she was going to end up alone. Yeah. She ends up with such a great guy. Best guy. Better than Aragorn, honestly. Truly. If I was choosing, Faramir all the way. Merry and Pippin are. Just so gay. So, so gay. Mm -hmm. The gayest. The gayest. And then they both drink that Ent water. Yes. So they're both like unreasonably tall for, for hobbits. hobbits they're supposed to be five foot i think yeah they're so like my height yeah so they're five feet tall and everyone's like how are you giants so yeah. which i think is very funny so fucking funny and cute adorable and you know they're romantic they're perfect height for each other i mean <laughs> so those are great i think they're perfect together yeah I agree. um and furthermore 
as much as I think it's a shitty relationship, Frodo and Sam. Frodo and Sam. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't understand. I don't know how people don't think they're a couple. I mean, okay. You know what's fun? Ian McKellen, when they were filming the movie, there's a part where uh, Frodo wakes up in the Houses of Healing in uh, Rivendell, which, by the way, side note, funniest shot in the whole Lord of the Rings <laughs> is when Sorry. Frodo, like, passes out in Arwen's arms, and then he wakes up in Rivendell. It goes from, like, a shitty, like, crossfade into, like, a white space and then fades out, and it's the funniest thing you've ever seen in your life. But when they were filming that scene, there's a part in the book where it says that, Sam runs to Frodo and holds his hand and is like, oh, Frodo, you're awake. Yeah. And Ian McKellen showed the passage to Elijah Wood and Sean Astin and were like, they hold hand in the books, you know? Ian McKellen, gay grandfather, agent of good, was just <laughs> like, look at the gay. You put that gay in there. <laughs> I don't agree to be in movies that don't have gay subtext. You better fucking, you better work. Like, so Ian McKellen was like, no, truly, yes. truly. Um, which is why I love it so much. And yeah. I'm, I remember reading it and just being like, really? Really, guys? Come on now. And then when I found out that The Lord of the Rings was like a Christian-centric book. I mean. That like kids who are homeschooled types of Christians read The Lord Ooh. of the Rings. And I was like, but you read this to your children? There's Frodo and Sam. How is that okay? And Harry Potter isn't. Oh, that's a great question. They're wizards. What? Somebody, can somebody answer that for us? Please do. That would be great. Um, but anyway, these are the conversations. Yeah. Now, tell me these facts you wanted to tell me. I'm so happy to tell you these facts. Okay. Oh, God, so, I'm scared. As I said, I am a fandom old. There's some people who say that they're like, fandom, I'm a fandom grandma or something, or a fandom elder. I'm an old, okay? I've just been in this game a long time. Yeah. I've been involved in all the fandoms. I know everything. There's nothing that could ever shock me on the internet. Trust me. I mm -hmm. want to get into Lord of the Rings fandom fanfiction things. Oh, and some God. Catherine. Mm. Okay. okay. Go for okay. it. Okay. So it's a little difficult <sighs> because Lord of the Rings has been around forever. And there have been a million websites. I was actually going through uh, Wikipedia. actually has a list of like Lord of the Rings fan fiction fan sites. Mm -hmm. And so many of them, when you click on them, it's like an article about the fact that this was a website in 2002. And it was on hosted on GeoCities. And it was oh, like... Oh, no. It's like old shit. Um, and so, there's so there was like 62 different um, fan fiction websites or whatever. Specifically for Lord of the Rings fan fiction. Um, and I just want to get a little bit into a couple things. So I was looking up a couple of them. So there was one called, like, Stories of Arda. This was, yep, on GeoCities. I think it was, like, oh, no, that one is, wasn't, was that one on GeoCities? Wait, wait one second. Yes. I think it was. Yes, it was. <laughs> it looks like it's from 1995. Jesus. It's, like, some old, old-ass shit. There was one that was just called Legolas and Chains. That was a fan fiction. Pardon? That was a fan fiction website name. And again, it was, was hosted it, on some old... Was it kink specific? Yes, it was. Baby. No, you're lying. It was. There's so many, Carmen. There was one called Open Scrolls. And I feel like I have a vague memory of this because this was a fan fiction <laughs> archive for Lord of the Rings fan fiction that did not allow slash fan fiction. <gasps> it was a homophobic one. Like, so... Homophobic slash, fan fiction? Slash fan fiction, who those who don't know, is fan fiction between two characters of the same gender. Yes. Um, originated in Star Trek with Kirk slash Spock. Um, and so that one was but no gay But some stuff. people would argue yeah. that it's not slash fan fiction, Kirk and Spock, mm -hmm. 
because they are in fact a couple. They are. It's true. They're anyway. in love. Oh, I would argue that. Yeah. But they are also the granddaddy of all fan fiction, of all modern fan fiction, that is. So, Kirk and Spock. Love them. Um, so, yeah, very hilariously homophobic time. Like, anything on the internet up until, to, like, 2011 was homophobic. I'm serious. No, maybe 2009. Yeah. 2009? From, like, 1991 yeah. to 2009 was hilariously homophobic, and they didn't allow slash fan fiction, which I thought was really funny. So, I also have some stats. So, right now, there are more modern websites um, for fan fiction that aggregate them in a different way than they right. used to be, because it used to be spread out all over the internet. Right. Um, there's a website called Archive of Our Own. You best believe I'm on it all the time. It's called <laughs> AO3, and it's a very good fan fiction website because it's very comprehensive in its right. like searching. So you can search um, like very specific tags, and as long as people tag things correctly, you can find them. Right. Um, but what's interesting is they also recently added a tag system where you can um, have tags that you don't want to see. So you can say, I want to read a fan fiction about this character or this character, but I don't want this character to appear in it. And you can, oh, you can really specific. That's really them. cool. So as such, with that website, I was able to find some information that is harder to find on other sites. Uh-huh. So on, like, let's say fanfiction.net, right? Uh-huh. Not including crossovers, there are 57,300,000 57, Lord of the Rings fanfictions. Oh, shit. But there's no way to really sort through them. Like, the sorting system does exist, but I can't say I want this couple in this yeah. and have it sort everything because it just doesn't work that no, way. No, yeah. But on Archive of Our Own, which has, or AO3, mm-hmm. as I'll be calling it, which is the short term for it, um, there are 25,336 Lord of the Rings specific fan fictions, and I was able to sort out who are the top couples because that's easy to do. Right, 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 right. So number one, and this is very interesting, it's... um. It's only 1,233 fanfics of a specific couple, which is very low for fanfiction. So that means that the Lord of the Rings fan community doesn't do a lot of specific shipping in comparison to other fandoms. Right. Right? That's Frodo and Sam. (laughs) Sorry. Uh, (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Number two, coming in just a couple fanfics less, 1,227 fanfics. You best believe it's Gimli and Legolas. You're lying. Yeah, baby. <laughs> are you kidding? No. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then at 933 are Aragorn and Arwen. Okay. So. Well, that makes sense. That's very interesting. So it's very interesting, by the way, to say that Lord of the Rings is not a very big shipping community. Now, of course, I know that there are other websites and there are, there are other statistics. And also, this is statistics happening right now because AO3 only goes back, like, a few years. Yeah. Whereas, let's say, fanfiction.net might have, like, 100,000, like, right. fanfics of what used to be a very popular pairing, which was Aragorn and Legolas. Right. But I can't find that information. Nah. It used to be very popular, by the way, though. Aragorn and Legolas. Catherine, can you just do your PhD and do it on fanfiction? Carmen, listen to me. You know I could. I could. I'll pay for it. I will. You know what I should. <laughs> okay. And so, just to compare, by the way, um, the... Hobbit fanfictions that are just Hobbit specific fanfictions. Uh huh. There are twenty eight thousand four hundred seventy four. Jesus Christ, right? On a cracker. Right. So that's more than the Lord of the Rings specifically. The number one um, pairing in that is, you know it, baby. It's Bilbo and Thorin. Bah! Of course. Sorry. Listen, 
Martin Freeman's fine looking. Uh, Richard Armitage is beautiful. Ew, my have, God, like, he's a relationship gorgeous. in that movie that I'm like, yo, this shit's gay as fuck. <laughs> so as I said, 1,233 for Frodo and Sam. 1,227 for Gimli and Likeless. Guess how many specifically Bilbo Thorin fanfics there are? 9,704. And that is of today. Sunday, the 16th of February, 2020. The day of there our Lord. There will be more tomorrow. <laughs> There will be more tomorrow. Absolutely. So that is an example of a much bigger shipping community. Jesus fucking Christ. That's amazing. Yeah. So I just wanted to share those facts because like. No, but that's really interesting because think about Lord of the Rings. Think about its history. Think about the fact that it's like an author who fought in the South African War. Let's not get. We'll get into it in part two. We definitely will get into it in part two. We will. Oh, we will. And it's like a series of books that are used to promote Christianity and Christian values and mm-hmm. Christian beliefs. I don't know how. To be honest, I'm at a loss. I don't know how that works. <laughs> um, but apparently they can. And I guess it's kind of because it's about resisting temptation. Anyway, whatever. I don't know. Why am I it guessing? It's not into temptation and deliver us from Eva. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> But these books were created for this specific thing. Like, he was a super Christian guy. Mm-hmm. And somehow we still, he still managed to write the gayest. The gayest. And I say that with the utmost respect. Ha! Gay! <laughs> the gayest. Books I've. Books ever. Ever. Yeah. So romantic, too. It's not just right? gay in the way of like, ooh, there's passion. It's like Romantic. romantic. Because I'm like, okay, yes, I know some people will be like, why can't there be platonic affection? And Carmen and I call each other our wives. We know platonic affection. That ain't it, Chief. No, that ain't it. No. Listen, I've never looked at Carmen the way characters look at each other in Lord of yeah, the Rings. Yeah, yeah. Not once. No, not that's not what we do. But like, not like, okay. I mean, just side note. Side, I would also not be a box that you would carry the ring in. <laughs> I can't carry it for you, Mr. Frodo, but I can carry you. He literally says it. Anyway, um, sidestepping to The Hobbit, by the way. Yo, the, the looks in The Hobbit, no wonder there's 9,700 figs. Thorin and Bilbo are gay as shit in the movies. Not the books. Books, whatever. Yeah. In those movies? They really shit. play it up. Do you think they did that on purpose? Do you think that they know? I, I probably. They must have had to because, like, I wonder what's up with actors sometimes when you're playing characters and, like, you, it's romantic. Mm-hmm. Like, here's an example. Kirk and JD from Scrubs. Yeah. Were they ever romantic? No. No. But they still looked at each other like they were in love and did all these things. But yeah. somehow it still wasn't romantic because you could tell it was friendship. Right. But the way these men often play these characters, I, I think it's because usually in scenes when they're playing sincere emotion, they're playing yeah. sincere emotion with female actors. Right. And so when they do it with male actors, they're doing the same tools. Yeah. And those tools are bedroom eyes. Yeah. Every time. So true. I don't get it. It's wild. Also, I hear that Tolkien was like a huge environmentalist. Ooh, yes, he was. He was very much an environmentalist. That's Hence why the ants. And that he was very much against the Industrial Revolution, hence all of the environment being destroyed, being uh, evil in Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Yeah. So that was really cool. Really good, yeah. Oh, Mm. I have one more thing I wanted to mention, just because I think you can't talk about Lord of the Rings. In the same way you can't talk about Star Wars without talking about John Williams, I really feel you cannot talk about the Lord of the Rings without talking about Howard Shore. Ah, yes. Because the soundtrack, the, the 
theme. Is this, I guess soundtrack. Yeah, that's right. No, the soundtrack. The soundtrack of the Lord of the Rings is magnificent. It's magical. Enya, yes, please, thank you more. Yo, what's her name? Annie Lennox? Hell yeah. Yeah. But like beyond that, just the score, beautiful. It's so so beautiful. Like it just warms my heart. And I have some facts about Howard Shore just to end off on that I think are Can we end it with the song with the Hobbits? With the song? Which Uh, song? Into the West? No, the the Hobbit song. The when it's a do-do-do, do-do. The Hobbit's theme? Do yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, of course we can. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> um, okay. So Howard Shore's Canadian. Fun fact. Mm. We're Canadian, if you don't know. Woo! And so he was born in Toronto. What? Right. And did you know, weird fact, he at like 14 at summer camp became friends with Lauren Michaels? What? Right. And he worked on SNL, doing music for SNL. That's amazing. Right? So Weird. So he also did music for, um, as examples, The Fly, um, Silence of the Lambs, Philadelphia, Mrs. Mm. Doubtfire. Yes. Like Dogma. um, Dogma's great. Mrs. Doubtfire's great. Twilight Eclipse. Well, you didn't have to say that one. Very funny. (laughs) Um, I honestly have no idea what that says. Hegagaf? Who knows what I wrote right there. Um, Sorry, he wrote a lot of really amazing different scores, and I just think he is magnificent. And yeah, let's look up some Lord of the Rings music just to play, just for our outro. Listen, don't don't sue us. We have no money. Yeah, we have nothing. I have I have pennies to my name. Pennies. Yeah, truly. What were we looking for? Hobbit music. What's that? What is the song called? Theme tune. Yeah, there's a name for it. The Shire theme. Is that what it's called? I feel like it's called something. Concerning hobbits. Yes. Yeah, baby. Listen, this counts as fair use because we're commenting on it. Yeah. We're commenting on it. This is a great song. <gasps> my coworker can play the violin. And I was like, oh my God. Oh my God. Can you play the, the Hobbit song from the Lord of the Rings? And she's like, concerning Hobbits. And I was like, yes. And she's like, yeah. And I was like, can you play it? This. And I was like, can you play it now? She was not pleased. We're ridiculous. Yeah, okay, maybe a little bit. Okay, well. (laughs) That was part one. That was part one. Please don't leave us if if you're not into nerdy shit. Uh, just, just buckle through. Honestly, this was quality content. Legit the whole time before we started recording, we were like, save it. Save Save it. it. Because we were watching The Lord of the Rings. We were like, save it. Okay. So, um. You can find us mm-hmm. on the internets. Uh, on Instagram, we are I'd Kill a Spider for you. Um, on Twitter, we are I'd Kill a Spider number four letter U. And you can follow us for memes and memes and um, Some aggressive of us. political stuff and then more memes. I do not know to what you are referring, Kevin. Anyway, you can find me at BCC <laughs> Williams. Mm-hmm. Um, you can find pictures of my cats and... Uh, gluten-free things I'm baking because my life is a living nightmare. <laughs> and what about you, Carmen? Um, my Instagram is Carmen underscore Maria 416. Um, you can look at it for political shit, political memes, and also pictures of myself and yeah. cats. I'm cat-sitting. Ta-da. So we're commenting on this. We're Listen, this, the violin's good. The score is good. It can't, <laughs> this is fair use, baby. This is an episode about the Lord of the Rings. We get nothing from it. <laughs> we don't, come on now. Nothing. Okay. Nothing. 
Wait one second. (laughs) (laughs) We're such fucking losers. (laughs) Oh, goodbye, goodbye. Oh, God. That's so beautiful. It's so beautiful. It's not fair. Ending it out, baby. Ending it out. Chef's kiss.